Oh man, just whenever you would get back. Just it's just life, man. It's life. Hey, it's July 18, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America for me. It's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. God is good when things are bad. God is good when things are good. Uh, this morning I'd asked for prayers for my mother. She went to physical therapy because she's got uh, you know mobility stuff, mobility issues. She passed out. Don't know why. She fell down. She hit her head. She is now in. She is moving towards the ICU with a small brain bleed. So I'm going to do this stream, and then I'm going to go visit my mom. I wanted to do this because there's a couple different things that I need to get done, and that is to start to tell the different direction that things are going to be happening here on my streams. Um, but also, I want to get back in the saddle and I want to get after it. Went to San Joe's, California, spoke at a gospel event on Saturday. It was a great time. The better time for me was the fact that I got to speak a week, spend a week with my boys on the road. It was a very good time. I have a lot of ideas, and as life would have it, woke up today, just got a message from my sister that mom was in the hospital. Uh, she is visited right now by my brother. Uh, wife is on the way, and then I will be moving there thereafter. Um, so, prayers for mom is are appreciated. I believe that we are in a time of change, and you know, like most things, I don't think that, that that's ever different. We're always reforming. We're always changing. Um, because Christ is King and He's on the throne, He's going to be changing things. Um, and he's going to be moving things back towards Him. Now, if we obey God, there's blessing. If we don't obey God, there's curse, there's punishment, there's pain, there's judgment. I believe that we're in a time of judgment. I believe this stuff sucks because the church hasn't been a good witness and isn't obeying the King. Now, you can do this on your own personal level, but I want to speak to a national level. Because I want to draw attention to something that President Trump is going through right now is really no different than what you and I have already been through or, or, or will be going through, and that is injustice. If I may, I want to point to what President Trump posted uh, the other day, or excuse me, this morning on his Truth Social. And I just want to go through the fact that, uh, you know, he says, Wow, on Sunday night, while I was with my family, having just arrived from the Turning Point event in Florida, where I won the straw poll against all other Republican candidates with 85.7% with all polls showing me leading the Republican primary for a very substantial numbers, almost everyone predicting that I... That's just funny. <laughs> As I'm leading Democrat... Okay, okay, okay. Here we get to this. Deranged Jack Smith. The prosecutor with Joe Biden's Department of Justice sent a letter, again, it was sent on Sunday night, stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. And then he goes on to say, So now Joe Biden's Attorney General, Merrick Garland, who I turned down for the Supreme Court, in retrospect, based on his corrupt and unethical actions, a very wise decision, he goes on to say that this is all sorts of going on because Joe Biden has a number one political opponent. That is Trump. 51 intelligence agencies, Russia, 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 DOJ, Facebook censorship, on and on and on and on. And then he goes into the boomer caps down at the bottom. He says, this witch hunt is all about election interference and a complete and total political weaponization of law enforcement. It is very sad and a dark period for our nation. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because I completely agree with him. I believe that it is a very dark and ominous time for our nation. 
And I think, and as I spoke on my road stream yesterday, which is on my Telegram channel, I think that's because we don't understand the fundamental principles of law. We have a story in our head that means that we, uh, where we believe that we have to have experts. And these experts are the ones that are supposed to know stuff. And based on their retention and possession of knowledge, when we have problems, we seek them out. My dad went home with Jesus on February 1, 2023. So he's in heaven. My dad was an attorney. Uncle is an attorney. Father-in-law is an attorney. I have many attorney friends that I love dearly who all, uh, these people that I'm thinking of, they all follow the Lord. You can be an attorney and be born again. You can be an attorney and love Jesus. I believe that attorneys have been taught poorly in the law from law school for the last 80, 90 years. And I believe that that story of bad law, bad education, bad knowledge has completely, thoroughly warped our law in the United States. The Constitution is still the law of the land. The Constitution is still the supreme authority. It is still the one that is secured and enumerates our rights, and it is the, it's the baseline for all uh, government. But I believe that we have had a perverted story telling us lies about justice in America. And President Trump is just one example of how this perverted, warped, lawless, deceitful, godless, evil version of justice is weaponized against people. And if they can do it against him, they will do it against everybody else. I want to take this opportunity to direct your attention to the free $1 million common law seminar available at commonlawpeople.com. Click the button, enter your email, press go, and you get 12 hours of free content, step by step by step, laying out what the common law is. This is not sovereign citizen stuff. This is not America's state national stuff. Those are bad understanding of what the fundamental principles of law are. If you want to know what the fundamental principles of law are, go to commonlawpeople.com, give me your email, I will send you all sorts of free materials, not only just the, the, the videos that lay it out in a way that I've never heard it done before, which is why I did it. But then also I give you Black's Law Dictionary, I give you Maxims of Law, I give you all sorts of other tools and resources to equip you with knowledge for free. Because this is the people's knowledge. This is, you know, this is God's wisdom for government. And because we don't know it, we don't live it. Because we don't live it, we get what is not from God. We get this duplicitous, double standard, lying, deceitful, evil sense of justice in this nation because we let it happen. And I believe that this is a form of God ju God's judgment. I believe that the idol in our nation today is not mammon, it's government. It's this false story that we all believe in our head that someone else will take care of us. Someone else, the government will take care of us. And because government will take care of us, we don't need to do anything. And so we have a sloth. We have a civic complacency. We have a spiritual malaise. The church has a bad witness because the church ain't doing jack. We've become so erudite and high-minded, proudful and boastful of our doctrines, our dogmas, and our denominations that we don't know what the fundamental principles of law are. And if they can do this to Trump, don't you think that they won't do it to you if they haven't already? So I want to take this stream, this broadcast, this platform on a much more deliberate path towards the common law. 
Which is nothing different than just to say that I want to talk about our rights. I want to talk about the Constitution. And I want to bring this up real fast, if I may. I just want to look at the definition of what common law is. I've got my Black's Law Dictionary, and don't, don't let me lose you on this. Don't let me lose you on this, because there's no one coming to save you. If you believe the gospel, Jesus has saved you already. If you are not right with Christ, you need to believe the gospel so you have salvation from sin. When you get salvation from sin, Jesus isn't coming to rescue you. Jesus has now, now that you're born again, he's commanded you to go invade. You are there to conquer. We are there to we are here to bring the gospel forward. But we don't do that if we believe a lie that someone else is supposed to take care of us, which is not an American perspective. It's not a Christian perspective. It's not a biblical perspective, but that's what we think. I'll say this. I'll read the you know, let me let me do this real here. Let me do this. Let me get to my handy dandy camera. I bring this up, I go this, 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 this. There we go. Common law. Black's law fourth. As distinguished. Which means it's not. It's the, the, the common law is not what? It's not Roman law. It's not modern civil law. It's not canon law. It's not other systems. So that means the common law is actually a version of the law. The common law is that body of law and juristic theory which was originated, developed, and formulated and is administered in England and has obtained among most of the states and the peoples of the Anglo-Saxon stock. As distinguished from the law created by the enactment of legislatures. Look at that. Read that again. As distinguished from law created by the enactment of legislatures. Which means that if a legislature is passing law, it is not common law. Common law is not passed by the legislatures. The common law comprises the body of those principles and rules of action relating to the government. Okay, so that's a fabrication of the mind. So it's the way that we believe. It's our principles and rules of action and security of persons and property. So the the government, the common law, is about the government with respect to the security of persons and property. You have rights. You have property. Your property and your rights come from God because God is good and he gives good gifts. The common law is the series, it's the juristic theory, the principles and action that secures your rights and your property. It is not civil law. It's not Roman law. It's not canon law. It's not ecclesiastical law. It's not an enactment of the legislature. It's the common law. And yet here you have President Trump saying that he's the target of a grand jury. Why is President Trump the target of a grand jury? It's because we have a fraudulent, false, fake, stupid, duplicitous, evil, double standard, godless, commie, anti-American, anti-Christ justice system. And it's because we don't know what the fundamentals are. We don't even know what's written. We don't look to what's written, and because of that, we have trumped justice. We have justice that isn't justice according to the common law, which recognizes your rights under God, which is enshrined in the Constitution. What we have is this whimsical, farcical, diabolical, dangerous, destructive, anti-American law that everyone just kind of goes along with because here's the kicker. We've been entertained and programmed and, 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 and reinforced to not do anything. Because we believe the lie, the idol of government's going to take care of us. If you believe that government is there to take care of you, then you have abdicated your moral uh, agency 
to somebody else. And this is why celebrity pundits, this is why politicians, whenever they run for office, they spend all this money to be a servant on paper. But because no one reads the paper, they get to be kings. They get to be the ones that are casting down all the ideas. They are the ones that snap their fingers and their whims are obeyed. Oh, he's a congressman. I must give you the road. Oh, he, oh he, he's, 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 the guy, he's got the, the letterhead from the office that's on his paper. He wrote me a tax statement. He wrote me a ticket. They wrote me the, say, the things that say that I have to do stuff. I must give you the road, sir. Yes, Amasa. Yes, Amasa. That's not the government we have. That's not the law that we have. We have a law that's written our Constitution. President Trump is getting hammered. He's getting hammered by Biden's DOJ because Biden recognizes, and if it's not him, it's the people behind him, they recognize that Trump is the threat. They recognize that people want Trump and not Biden. And so the one semblance left of our republic is the fact that people have their own events called elections. And these elections, the people are going to massively choose President Trump. And even if they're stolen, and they are, and even if they've got the algorithms and the machines and the ballot harvesters and the people that are going to put pizza boxes up on the window and look the other way, and even if they've got sheriffs that once they get a court order like they did in Philadelphia and they don't do the court order because they've, got, they've deprived people of the Republican form of government... Even after all this happens, they still fear Trump because they know that people want him and not Biden. And they're going to switch out Biden for somebody else. I believe it's going to be Mike Obama. I believe it's going to be Michelle Obama. And as a result of this, they have to do everything in their power to keep their power, which is what people do. Power is always going to tend to consolidate itself, to aggregate itself. It's like water. It's always going to seek its own level. Once you get a grasp of power, you want more and more and more. And I believe that this is the reinforced language, the reinforced story of this nation, is that because government is the one that's supposed to take care of us and solve our problems, they're the ones, the people that are in government who comprise it, the titles, the, the position holders, the bureaucrats, the whatever, these people are the ones that are supposed to be solving problems. It's what we think. And because that's what we think, we go, okay, they're the ones that are supposed to do stuff, which has led to generational stagnation. It's led to a, a body politic that don't know how to do jack, which is why people go to organizations, which is why people try to populate these big, massive uh, you know, conference centers to go hear speakers speak. How many times can you hear, I'm a conservative, before you realize, you know what, we're not really doing nothing. We're just saying conservative stuff. What does that do? Why don't you realize you have power and take it right to the enemy? Why don't you smash the idols of government? Why don't you destroy it and crush it in the law using what's written? I argue we don't do that, not because we don't want to, but because we don't know how. And the essence of knowledge, the essence of knowing how, is the fact that we don't really trust it. We can read the Constitution, but I don't, I don't really trust it because those lawyers say that common law is case law. Those lawyers, those law schools, those judges are teaching everybody that it's stare decisis, that it's the precedent that was set. Well, that's not the precedent. That's not what we do around here, boy. We don't do those court kite. We don't do those types of things around these parts. Show me where that's written, bro. Show me where your constitution that you swore to before you took any public before you took any power of the public trust. Show me where you get to deny me my right at common law. 
Show me where you get to deny me my right to an open access to a court that I should not be disparaged by delay, sale, or prejudice. Show me that. Show me where you get that power. And this is the issue. People don't trust what's written. And because they don't trust what's written, they don't think that what's written matters. They think what they see, what's done, what's observed is what matters, which is why we're all ruthless pragmatics. Which is why I believe most people espousing conservative beliefs today aren't actually conservative from a position that they're trying to conserve God's order. They're conservative from the position that they're tribalistically opposed to the people that are trying to shove Marxism down their face. And that's only because that they're not in the power, but they see the opportunity and the ambition to say the anti-Marxist position because people today are seeing Marxist full-blown. They don't want it, so they're going to support the alternative. And in a Hegelian dialectic, whatever is not Marxist is therefore good. And so now you've got a bunch of conservatives, homosexuals, transgenders, people that are all for the destruction of marriage. They're all for the destruction of, uh, of morality. They don't ever want to point to Jesus. They never want to point to the Bible. They never, ever want to preach the gospel. But they sure do want to get out in their big suits and go, you know what? conservatism here's my promo code and people don't do anything as a result what they do is they say okay this guy is going to get in the office and when Zahia gets in the office it's not going to be AOC and the Marxist it's going to be these guys and this time it'll be different this time it'll be different this time those guys after all this time they will actually do what they say instead of recognizing that the people have by right from God because the nation was founded on you know Christian ideas because it's a Christian nation founded by Christians for Christians they won't recognize that they're supposed to pick up their cross and advance the gospel and it's because many Christians today have a weak faith they'll check the block and they'll say yeah I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave and then they'll just kind of chill and a lot of them are just sitting there waiting a lot of them are waiting to be rescued. A lot of them are ready to be taken up. Just take me up of this. This place sucks, Jesus. Just take me up. It sucks because you're waiting to be taken out instead of dying to yourself, carrying your cross, and going being slaughtered for your king. You're not willing to die for your king. You're willing to wait on him. You're treating Jesus like he's freaking Grubhub or DoorDash. You're pushing the button, say, come on, come on, come on, come on, but you ain't going to do nothing. And this is where I just get frustrated because we don't have a faith that actually lives. We don't have a faith that's bold. We don't have a faith that does. Many people, I believe, want to, but they have a disconnect between the application of knowledge and what is true. And I think that the issue there is trust. It's faith. Do you believe that this is true? If you believe that this is true, then you will live like it's true. And you might not get what you want. My mom's in the ICU with the brain bleed right now. My dad died, uh, what, four months ago, five months ago. I lost my businesses. I have all sorts of enemies against me. Whenever I was in California last week, my wife got two handwritten death threats here from Tulsa. This isn't like... A time that things are going to just be awesome from an earthly perspective but this is absolutely a time that we advance this is absolutely a time that we invade and President Trump is just one example of how justice in this nation is false and it's wrong and it's dangerous because no one reads the freaking book
No one understands what the law says. This grand jury, let's just look this up. I'll just look up jury, we'll look up grand jury. And I'll just show you, we'll just show you what the book says. If I go, where's my camera? If I go to jury, where are you at, grand jury? A grand jury. This is what President Trump's facing. A jury of inquiry, so you're asking a question, who are summoned and returned by the sheriff to each session of the criminal courts and whose duty it is to receive complaints and accusations in criminal cases. Hear the evidence, the evidence, we'll get to that, adduced on part of the state and find bills of indictment in cases where they are satisfied a trial ought to be had. They are the first, they are first sworn and instructed by the court. So a jury is full of people that are sworn. A jury is going to look at evidence. Well, let's look at what evidence is. What does Black's Law Dictionary define evidence as? This is where people need to start understanding what the what the books say, what the what the definitions are. Words are the building blocks of sentences. Sentence, sentences are the manifestations of ideas. And so you need sentences with words that mean stuff in order to communicate ideas. Evidence. Any species of proof or probative matter legally presented at the trial of an issue by the act of the parties and through the medium of witnesses, records, documents, concrete, objects, etc. This means it's evidence, right? It's, it's legal proof. You're swearing this in. All circumstances in case, including opportunity of witnesses for observation. So you have to be, if you're a witness, you have to observe. You have to observe. If, if you're if you're not a if you're not a witness you haven't observed if you haven't observed you can't be a witness question how many people in this grand jury are going to be looking at evidence that's sworn by someone who observed President Trump do what it is that they say that he's going to do I'll get into this more on, on some products moving on because I don't want to camp out here too too much but it's this idea of injustice it's 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 rattling the president you know the 45th president of the United States is being hammered by a despotic dangerous devilish force and even if you're president Trump this happens and what do you do you automatically turn to an attorney you automatically turn to someone who's coming from law school. You automatically turn to someone who's not going to teach and look at the fundamental principles of law. And this is, and, and, you know, I don't believe that most attorneys actually think like that. I think that they think how they were taught. And I think that they were taught a system, a process, a procedure, a way of doing business where the industry is controversies in law. To, pe to speak plainly, Congress passes legislation which we saw by the definition legislation passed by passed by congress is not the common law so you've got congress passes passes legislation which does nothing except for create prospects and opportunities for bar attorneys to go make money because whenever there's controversies in the law whenever someone is guilty of a crime or guilty of breaking a statute that is a justiciable matter in an administrative court which is nothing more than an opportunity to go hunt. It's going and going hunt like like cavemen of old. They'd have to go out and like you know club a baby seal or like kill a deer or something, then bring it back to the cave. Well, that's what attorneys are doing with all of these statutes. 
Find me in these millions and billions of statutes where Jaron is doing wrong. Oh, he's doing wrong right here. Good. Bring in an attorney, say Jaron has done it, and now Jaron, now either A, has to represent himself or present himself, or he's got to go get an attorney. And if I go get an attorney, now there's another attorney that I'm paying, and this guy's going, and so now who's making money? They're making money off of the justiciable matters from the administrative and statutory permissions from the public trust, which is wrong. It's not justice. It's not the common law. It completely skirts your rights, and no one is actually even talking about what the law of the land is. And this, to me, is just like, it's, it's a, I'm like a bulldog. I, I see this, and I can't let it go. I can't let this go. Because this, this, is the, this is the rub on all this stuff. All of these government actors, bureaucrats, agencies, politicians, all of these people that are doing wrong, they are servants to the people. And so political commentary is akin to the masters looking at and listening to the gossip of the servants. Why would the masters care about what the servants are doing? The masters would look at what the servants are doing and tell them to stop. Fix it. Don't do that. Or you're fired. Get out of here. That's the paradigm that America's supposed to have. That's the paradigm the founders gave us. That's the paradigm Jesus would say. Jesus would say that you're serving other people. And so if you raise your hand and you swear to serve other people, then you're a servant. You're not a master. Why would you carry yourself as though you don't want to know the master's rules? In this case, if you swore to be a government agent, the master's rules is the Constitution, what you swore to uphold. So why wouldn't you do what the master says to do, which is in the law that you swore to? And from a Christian perspective, whenever you are born again, what did you just do? You have now accepted Christ's free offering of salvation. And now that you've accepted his free invitation, now you get to obey him. And the way that you obey him reflects what you think about him. If you don't think that you have to read his Bible and you don't think that you have to do what he says, what type of opinion do you have of your master? If your master's spoken to you in the Bible, if he's told you what to do in scripture, and you're just like, yeah, that ain't for me. I'm just, I'm going to kind of do my own thing. You have a very low view of the master. And I would argue that you probably don't know who the master is. But if you understand that he gives you that free, that free gift offering, you are saved from, from hell. Now you get to obey him, man. You're going to be wanting to abide in that word. You're going to be wanting to know what the master says. You're going to be wanting to know what the master wants and expects of you. And then you're going to do it. You're going to do it regardless of whether you get the outcome you expect or if someone tries to stop you or bad things happen. You're going to continue to follow the master. It's the same concept. It's the master-servant relationship. In this nation, America, the American people have a master-slave relationship between themselves, the people, and their government. Government is not an idol. It is a slave. And we don't think like that. Because we don't think like that, we have the world we have. We have an idol we call government, IRS, FBI, DOJ, whatever, anybody that you're afraid of, and you, you give the road. Sir, I should give you the road. Anyone in government that you do that for, that is now your master. You can say, you know, I go to church on Sunday, I read the Bible, I do all this stuff. But if you're acting like the government's your baby daddy, if you're acting like the government's the one that's trying to tell you what to do and you do it, you're obeying the government now and not God. 
And for the people that think that I'm trying to, uh, you know, advocate uh, revolution or uh, lawlessness or anything like that, I just showed you in the book that the common law is not the legislature, the, is not enactments from legislature. I can, you know, you know, I'll, I'll look up law of the land. If we look up uh, U.S. Constitution, Article 6, Section 2, it talks about how all justices are sworn to this Constitution and that this Constitution shall be the supreme law of the land. Let's just look this up real fast. Law of the land. Law of the land. The definition is due process of law. Right? It, the meaning is that every citizen shall hold. So the citizens hold their life, liberty, property. Not the government. The citizen does. You hold your life, your liberty, your property, and immunities under the protection of general rules which govern society. The law of the land is that you and you alone are the one that holds your life, liberty, property. So when your rights are violated, you have first the power to do something about it because you hold those things. The government doesn't hold those things. Courts don't hold those things. The sheriff doesn't hold those things. The president doesn't hold those things. You do. Let's turn the page. Everything which may pass under the form of an enactment is not the law of the land. So if it's coming from an enactment, which is an act of Congress, which is legislation, which is a bill, all these congressmen that say, I'm going to write this bill and pass this bill and we're going to do this legislation. None of that is law of the land. Literally none of it. Everything, everything which may pass under the form of an enactment. That means it's coming from the legislature. If it comes from the legislature, it is not the law of the land. So question, when the judges swear to the Constitution, and the Constitution is the law of the land, the judges aren't swearing to uphold the statutes. They're swearing to uphold the Constitution. The Constitution, based on common law, is a relation of government and people where the people, according to the law of the land, hold their rights. I hold my rights, not the government. I hold my rights. So whenever I am trespassed or the harm happens to me, I say, you can't do that. Government, this person did something, smash them. Give me justice. That's what courts are for. A judge is a trustee to do nothing except for to administer justice, which means that they're doing the right form and they recognize, okay, you swear that you got harmed. What do you say? Oh, you don't respond to the fact that this guy swore and he's giving evidence that you harmed him? Yeah, uh, they're right and you're wrong. Judgment. Or how about this? How about a government that only exists to defend your rights, but instead of defending your rights, let's say it deploys people to go and bring you into controversies in the law. Let's say that you're an FBI agent, and before you could go do FBI agent stuff, you swear under oath to the Constitution, and then you turn right back around, and then you go use your job and, and do a job that goes out and looks on social media to go out and charge people with crimes to bring them into jurisdictions that are not the law of the land because they were passed by Congress. Wow! This fires me up. And maybe it's because I haven't been here in a week. But when you understand this stuff... When you understand this stuff, it's like, you get so angry. You get so angry because you understand what is true and what is written is still so. Hasn't been abolished. The Constitution is still the law of the land. Hasn't been abolished. There will be some people, stupidly, say, well, the 1871 Organic Acts completely changed the Constitution. <laughs> First of all, that's an enactment. The enactment is not the law of the land. It's not the common law. 
an enactment cannot do away with the Constitution. That just shows that you don't understand basic civics in this country. You don't understand how a constitutional republic works. But now let's say that you go, well, what about the Administrative Procedures Act of 1946? That basically created an administrative state. Sure did. Absolutely did. But does that administrative state have power to trespass your rights? No. So when an administrative state in any capacity, in any function, in any way, trespasses your rights, what do you need to do? Well, I need to go get an attorney. Ah, see, now you're a moron. Now you're an absolute moron. Because instead of standing on your rights and showing the government, you swore to do this, show me where you get to violate my rights. Instead of doing that, you're going to turn your power over to somebody else who's already an officer of the court that you're now entering into? Why would you do that? You would do that because you don't believe the Constitution is true. You would do that because you don't have faith that what's written is true. That's the issue. I don't even think it's cowardice. It's not courage. It's faith. You lack the faith that the Constitution is the Constitution. If it's the Constitution, then to read the plain words and demand people who swore to it, who only have power because they agreed with it, demand why they can do what they do against what the plain reading of the words are. I believe that we are right around the corner of people starting to make this connection because the brilliant part I think about this connection is that it's not emotional. Even though I can present it with emotion and do, amen, it's not emotional. It's incredibly stoic. It is It is written. This is written right here. Where do you get to trespass this? Where did you get the, viol- where did you get the power to violate this? Show me. Show me where you can violate my rights, and I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm here in peace and love. I don't want to trespass. I don't want to fight anybody. I don't want to go against the government. Government, I believe that you're trespassing my right. Show me where the Constitution allows you to do that, and I'll, I'll completely agree. I will abide by whatever you say, because I'm lawful. And they won't be able to do it. They won't be able to do it because the entire system is designed to bend the knee to people. And this is why I think it's an idol. An idol doesn't have to be a physical thing. I believe an idol in this case is a wrong understanding of an idea. Which is why whenever Paul writes into the church of Galatia, Galatians chapter 1, he sa- or Galatians chapter 3, he says, Oh foolish Galatians. Galatians 1, he says, You have believed another gospel. You have a fake Jesus. Which means that people at that time believed in a version of Jesus that the Bible didn't say existed. And because the Bible didn't say that that version of Jesus existed, they could believe in a fake Jesus, but that means that they were idolaters. If you do not let the Bible tell you who God is, what he thinks, what he wants, how to do stuff, you got the wrong God. You got a fake God. You got a fake Jesus. You got a fake gospel. You're probably going to go to hell because you believe the wrong thing. And if I can you know, divert real fast, the Church of Galatia was teaching that grace was insufficient. They were teaching that you had to go do stuff. That you had to at least be circumcised, which is when Paul writes in Galatians 5.12, talking about the Jews, he's like, I would that they would just cut the whole thing off. He's talking about circumcision. Paul is using this sarcastic rhetorical uh, employment where he's basically saying, you know what, these Jews are saying you got to go get circumcised. I wish they would just cut the whole thing off. Just eliminate the issue. That's Paul. That's Bible. But that's stressing the idea that if you don't think that grace is sufficient, if you have to do something in order to be saved, you got the wrong Jesus. 
At the same time, when you understand grace, now you understand you have to go do stuff. I can't just take his grace and just whatever, I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to obey because I get to, because I have to. Because if his if your heart has been circumcised by his grace only through him, then you're going to do what he do what he says. Likewise, in the government to a much smaller level, in the government when you understand what the constitution says, you will understand that the government you see is not the government the constitution allows for. And so what you do with that disparity reflects your faith. And if your faith is one, well, Jared, no one does this, that's pragmatism. You're a slave. You're fine to work the fields as long as no one cracks you in the back. You're all right with the shackles as long as you get your gruel. That's a slave thinking. That's a slave thinking. If you know what the truth is and you don't behave as though it's true, shame on you. If you see what's here and clear as day, and it's written, and you can open the books and study in peace and say, here's what the truth is, and you don't act on it, you're living a lie. President Trump, I believe, is in the way of the globalist for the American people. But think about the, sub- the subtext of President Trump. I believe that he's a symbol. I believe that he's got incredible uh, flaws from his sexual immorality to his support of homosexual, uh, uh, homosexuality uh, to his involvement in the vaccine to the fact that he didn't use the guns when he should have used the guns, in my opinion. So I disagree with Trump on a lot of things. But at this point, he's the symbol. He's the bulwark. I believe that in God's wisdom, he's the guy that God said, I am going to work through because my church ain't doing jack. And my perspective is that I think the church right now has a reprieve. By God's grace, we have a momentary reprieve to get our stuff together. And getting our stuff together means getting back to basics. Putting our nose in the book, which is putting it in the dirt, and getting low. Humbling ourselves. Recognizing you might lose your 401k. You might lose your your blessed social security. You might lose those things that you have expected. That you have come to depend on. You absolutely might lose them. Because all of those manifestations are promises. Those are indulgences from a godless government. Those are all trinkets. Those are bread and circus, bread and games being thrown to the people. Go ahead and do all this while we do all this butchering of babies, these opening of borders. We're going to allow your kids to be perverted and to do gender jumping. We're going to use double standards of justice. We're going to let the IRS whistleblowers who are coming forward saying that the IRS wasn't allowed to go against the Bidens, but at the same time, the same DOJ is going to go against Trump from, from a you know fig leaf grand jury from January 6th. Like, that's a two-tier justice system. That ain't true. And we do this because even though we might know what was written, we don't believe it to be true. We won't put our neck in the noose. We won't pick up our cross and walk. We will not die and be slaughtered like lambs to Christ's glory. And I believe God is giving us a reprieve through his grace, using Trump, To get the church to recognize we need to stop worshiping politicians. We need to stop identifying as conservatives or Republicans. And we need to get back to Jesus. And so the political commentary needs to be less and less tax cuts and trade policy. And it needs to be more of thus saith the Lord. We need to get back to that. 
We need to live like that. Stop watching porn. Stop divorcing your wife. Stop doing these things. Get back to the basics. And when we get back to the basics, we will be walking rightly. We will be following our Messiah. And at that point, we are ready to tear down the strongholds of bad imaginations that have exalted themselves against Jesus. My opinion, I believe Christ is incredibly zealous for his government. Isaiah 9-7. That's not an opinion that's true. I believe that Christ wants to destroy the godless government. Not in the sense that he wants you to destroy all government, because you can't. Men will always believe a story about reality that governs their reaction, their response, their livelihoods, their, their behaviors. That will always be the case. But I believe through God's glory right now, to his glory, he is going to destroy government in the sense that the people won't tolerate two-tier justice system. The people won't tolerate the fact that the government's doing what is outside of what it's written as allowed to be able to do. Which requires individuals. I believe this is going to be Christians saving the, the country. I believe it's going to be Christians advancing the gospel to save the world. Because I believe that's how Christ has chosen to do it. And by that method, Christians need to be able to say, this is what's written, this is what we're going to do. If you want to kill me, that's fine. I'll go to heaven. If you want to put me in prison, I'll start a prison ministry. If you want to take all my stuff, then I'll just receive from wherever else God decides to bless me, if he decides to bless me. This is the fanaticism the world can't stop. This is a rudimentary power that is beyond the understanding of, of other people. It will seem irrational, but at the same time, I'm reading what's written. And I'm only going by what's written. And if you're not going to read what's written and go by what's written, then are you are you the rational one? Or are now you affixing your outcome and your expectation based on whim, indulgence, pragmatism? This is, I believe, one of the main issues of the day. And by God's grace, I'd like to participate. I'd like to go around. I'd like to do all sorts of stuff. Hey, I want to get, get you back to the uh, Common Law Seminar. You learn about all this stuff at the Common Law Seminar, commonlawpeople.com. Uh, and it didn't play. Where are you at? Oh, that's because I don't have the... Uh, no, I do. Does it do? Well, it doesn't do it. Okay. I need to reconfigure my stuff. Um, I want to end with the gospel. I want to go see my mom. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that Christ died for our sins because you and I are sinners. We deserve hell. He died on the cross unjustly. He put himself there. He uh, hung there. He didn't have to. He could have called 10,000 angels. What's that? Mark, or excuse me, Matthew 26, 51, something like that. He let it happen because he loves us. And whether you see your dad die from vicious stage four cancer or mom falling and hitting her head and she's got a brain bleed and she's in the ICU, whatever's happening in your life, God is in control. I spoke to a guy today. Um, he was worried about my mom. I, you know, I'm worried about my mom, praying about her. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, I'm a Christian. So, you know, we're all going to die. Like all of us at, at one time, is gonna, we're going to have to go see our Lord. And the issue is, do you know him? And if you don't know him, when you first see him after you've passed this life, it will not be good for you. 
And uh, the guy said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian too. And I looked at him and I said, well, so you know that you're a sinner and you deserve hell. And just kind of like, we need to be bold about the truth. It's going to make you look stupid. It's going to make people think that you're dumb. It's going to make people think that you're irrational. They will even try to say, look at this guy. He's trying to have an armed revolution and do violence. I'm the least violent person you would ever meet. Because I'm not trying to use worldly ways to get the way that I want. I'm trying to use heavenly ways to serve my Lord. And in this case, God can get glory when I get a bullet in my head or my throat slit or I die from old age peacefully in my sleep. The life I live, I live for him. And this is why I believe now that I know what's written in the law, I know what's written in the Bible, I'm not ashamed, I'm not afraid. When Jesus took that cross, that was the ultimate form of conquest. Because he took what the world had as its greatest power, death, and he conquered it. He took it full on, the worst death you could ever have, he took. And then whenever he physically rose from the grave, that was the victory. When you believe the physical resurrection of Jesus... It means that everything else he said was true. And if everything else he said was true, then he's the Messiah. He's the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to God but by through him. When you believe what Christ says, you should act like it. You should live like it. So, I would ask that you uh, read your Bibles, believe the gospel. And believe the gospel, my friend. Uh, the best way to support me, link is in the description. I'll, I'll format stuff differently. Uh today I lost my time because I got a text message while I was doing show prep and all of a sudden, um, you know, had to go to the ER, uh, which we're, we're about to go back. Uh, please pray for my mom. I'd appreciate that. Had a fun time uh, out to California and back. Uh, God's creation is beautiful. Uh, you know, God's people are good. There's so many people that need to know Jesus. And I think that if more people kept their head on a swivel for that mission, they would be less uh, attentive to the headlines that I believe are designed to get people to despair and get people emotionally angry. And if I can get you emotionally angry, then you're not going to think about stuff. You're going to be stupid. You're going to act like a slave and start talking about, yes, Amasa, I must give you the road. I will give Christ the road. I will bend my knee to him. I will confess his lordship. What I will not do is I will not go against what is written to serve what has been created. It's not going to happen. I serve the Creator, not the created. Amen. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is at uh, www.patriotswitch.com slash jaren. www.patriotswitch.com slash jaren. That is taking the money that you're already shopping, household goods, that kind of stuff, and switching it to an American manufacturing company. When you sign up, uh, myself or somebody else that's with me will call you, will invite you, will welcome you on board. This is not Walmart. It's not Costco. It's not Amazon. They do things a little bit different. And so people would say, well, I don't really want to be talked to and invited in things. I get that. You don't want to be put upon. You just want to kind of search from afar and do stuff. But you're missing the fact that this is intended to be a community of people that have like values so that it doesn't sell out on the stock exchange and go corporate and woke. This is a private entity. It's doing stuff in the private. And so the association is with people that think the same way. That's why people like me or someone with me will call you to invite you to explain how things go. 
It's a different way of existing. It's not the corporatist New York Stock Exchange, globo homo industrial, you know, globalism stuff. It's private. It's American manufacturing. It's switching your dollars away from the enemy towards people that are more live local. Now, if you could buy your uh, the products at Live Local, go for that. Like go go uh, shorten your supply chain. But if you're looking for creative alternatives that were 100% American manufacturing, and you want to support the work that I do, I would encourage you to go to PatriotSwitch.com/Jaren. PatriotSwitch.com/Jaren. Until next time, Lord willing, that's tomorrow. Please pray for mom. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.